you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast, where we help you with fantasy needs, fantasy football to be exact. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new, thanks for joining in. I am here with an awesome guy, Dan DeCenza. And that's about it today. Cliff is out. Uh, is he sick or something? Or what's that uh, guy doing? I don't know. He had kind of a lame excuse, but we'll just leave it at that. He had a lame excuse not to be here. We won't bring it up, but it is September 29, 2021. Uh, if you're, and if you're just listening in, tuning in, we appreciate you. Uh, if you want to find our, our Twitter, it is at Die Hard Podcast. Is that right? Yes, that is right. I'm glad to see that you remember to um, get that in there today. <laughs> I was looking at you, making sure we were all good on that. But let's go ahead and get jump into the news of the day. Um, we got that on the on the docket. We got the takeaways. We got panic or not, believe it or not, the waiver wire. So we got a big show today. We're going to try to do our best to fill you guys in. Let's go ahead and jump into the news, though. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, it looks like he's not going on the short-term IR, so they might they might not think he's going to miss three games. That's fantastic news, and you're absolutely right. If he's not going on that IR, they think he can be back within three weeks. So I'm thinking this week for sure out, probably next week, yeah. and let's target week six. Yeah, he, yeah, probably I would say week six is probably a good target. Um, Gronk, he's expected to play Sunday. We know he went out um, from that big hit on his ribs, but it looks like he'll be back on Sunday. A.J. Brown, um has a hamstring injury very similar to what Christian McCaffrey had. So right now he's week to week. I would expect him to not play next week. Definitely expect him not play those hamstring injuries, man. They just linger and mm. linger. That's sad for A.J. Brown too, man. Yeah, but he's such a beast. It looks like it might be the Julio show now there. Could be. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, wide receiver for the Steelers. His x-ray came back negative, and he is day-to-day right now. James White out indefinitely. Uh, he actually had the same injury Ryan Fitzpatrick had. So yeah, he he's done for the season. But probably. doesn't it feels like to me that the Steelers wide receiver gets hurt every week? Oh, I mean, pro- probably off. not true, but it just seems like that oh, to me. Deontay eighty percent of the time, <laughs> and then one of the other two guys are limping off with something. Probably because Ben is falling. Did you see his that video of him just falling down throwing the ball? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna send it to you after, but he. He was rolling out the pocket, no one near him at all, throws it and just falls down, off straight on his face. Uh, probably his the weight of his head probably pulled him down. <laughs> it pulled him down. <laughs> the gravity worked on him. Yeah, we've, we I guess we kind of figured it. Cliff's not here. We need to do some Steelers talk to make it up for him not we being did. here. So. We got you, Cliff. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, James White, he's he's probably going on IR out for the year, which sucks. Um, we'll, we'll talk some more about that later. Um, KJ Hamler, receiver for the Broncos, tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, so this offense looks like Noah Fant, Sutton, and Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick stock on the rise. Which we told you to go get him when Jerry Judy went down, and now it's even better if you went out and got him. Um, and then finally, Matt Nagy, head coach for Chicago Bears. I feel like we always got something to say about this guy. But he comes out and says the starting QB is up in the air between Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles. I don't think this guy knows what he's doing. I mean, he's got to be on the hot seat this no, year. I, I think he's on the hot seat, but I don't know if he tries to like 
throw teams off for that coming? I don't Who do we prepare for? He's not throwing anybody off. <laughs> I, I don't think the, uh, the other defensive coordinators are going to care who the quarterback is too much. I mean, a little bit. I mean, you know, Nick Foles, Justin Fields, they're different. They're different players, mm-hmm. but you know, Fields doesn't have the experience, so I don't think that he's scaring anyone right now. I will say you were more right than I was right on Justin Fields. Thank uh, you. He. I will say a lot of everybody had had a part in it. It wasn't just him. He got sacked nine times, which probably half of those were his fault for holding the ball too long. But um, in, I mean, receivers. I was watching the game. Receivers were just covered. There was just no one open. So it's. I think it's a little bit of everyone. But Justin Fields definitely has some work to do for sure. So I agree on that with you. All right. Give it some time, though. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the takeaways. I want to hear a couple of what you got yeah, from week three. Yeah, I'm going to go first because one of mine was actually Justin Fields. Okay. And, you know, like I said, last last podcast, pump the brakes on him. Everyone's all excited. All these fans and managers want to see him in there. And, you know, you got what you wish, what you wish for. So, like I said, he's, he's a first-year rookie. Um, everyone expects these rookies to come in and be Justin Herbert, and it's just not going to happen. Justin Herbert was an anomaly. He was different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- it comes in, it takes time. Justin Fields looked lost back there. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I do believe he's going to be good. I think he's going to be fine. It's going to take some time. You know, that offensive line is horrendous. He did hold the ball too long, but he was also under pressure the entire time. So, like I said, pump the brakes. He's not a starter yet, fantasy-wise. Give him some time. I will say, like, Justin Herbert, like you said, is an anomaly. I mean, what quarterback is really standing out that's a rookie this year? I don't think any of them are really standing out at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, Trevor, I mean, Zach's not playing. Zach Wilson's not playing good. Trevor, I mean, he's playing. He's so-so. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, he's okay. So-so. Yeah, he's not. He's not. None of them are going to do what Justin Herbert did that last yeah. year. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, if you go back, if you think about rookie quarterbacks starting, I'm sure there's been some, but you're gonna have to go and look. It's hard, like off the top of your head. Like I remember Matt Ryan back whenever his rookie where rookie rookie year was back then. He did pretty good right out of the gates, but that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been more since. I think Andrew Luck was pretty good. Andrew Luck, yeah. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, I yes, Cam that, Newton, yes. That stat I had on the top 15 finishes mm-hmm. when they were drafted number one overall: Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, right. And I think Andrew Luck was one yeah. of them, too. So Okay. So, next thing I want to talk about, Mike Williams. He is definitely going to be a top 15 receiver this year. And people call me crazy. I think he's the number one receiver on that team right now. Los Angeles going down the field. Everyone thought they were going down. Kicked the field goal. Nope. They went down. Staley said, let's win this. He went mm-hmm. down in every single important pass. The one in the end zone. The one to pick up the big first down. Mike Williams. It wasn't Keenan Allen. It was Mike Williams. The guy's going to be a monster. And honestly, if I had both of them on my team, I'm starting Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. That might sound crazy, but the guy is legit. All right, so right now I do see, right now currently through three weeks, I do see Mike Williams as the 1A and Keenan Allen as the 1B. But right, I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't if if I had Keenan Allen, I wouldn't go out and trade for Mike Williams. Oh no, no, I'm just saying. I would do the I would do the opposite yeah. if I had Mike Williams. I because I pro the for the whole season more consistently. I personally, I think Keenan Allen will have a better season, not by much, but I do think. I'm that. not so sure. So about if that. I if I had Mike Williams right now, I would go trade for Keenan Allen. I'm, he's this is like GameStop at its peak. When everyone wants to get in at four hundred dollars, thinking it's going to go to over a grand, 
you go out and you trade him high and you go get the for sure player. I, I don't hate that, but I, I'm I just think this is his breakout year. It's his fifth year. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit late, but I think this is his year. Like we'll you say, see. contract year too. Yeah, so absolutely. He'll do his thing. And uh, the last thing I took away from week three, the Rams through week three weeks are the best team in the NFL. I don't no doubt they actually just demolished Tampa Bay. That was not even as close as the score would indicate. Mm-hmm. They beat them in all phases of the ball. Their offense really looks unstoppable. Cooper Cup is is just a career year. He's probably the best wide receiver in the league right now, fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not sure who's going to stop this team. I'm not saying they're going defeated. Of course they're not. They're going to lose some games here and there. But it's 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 going to be tough and. Uh, they're playing Arizona this week. I'm really looking forward to that matchup, and I think I do think Arizona is one of the better teams in the NFC as well. Should be a good game. I think the winner of that game is clearly going to have control of that division. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it'll be the Rams, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean they s- slowed down Tom Brady in the off. I know he had 400 and you know 30 something passing yards, but I mean just watching the game. I mean they yeah, like you said, all phases just dominant. I can see them slowing down Kyler Murray. If you're a Kyler Murray owner, just temper the expectations this week because I know there's you know there's not supposed to be a defense that can guard him, but if there is one, it's the Rams, and they do play them twice a year, so that's going to be a little tough. And my owners. my preseason pick was Buffalo for their Super Bowl is Buffalo Arizona. So for me to get that pick, I need to see them win this week. <laughs> you might get it. Um, I yeah, like you, I got a couple. I got three things. First, first thing I want to do, shout out to the GOAT, Justin Tucker, for setting the record. Wow, yes. 66 yards, a game winner. The Ravens should not have won that game. Well, that was a kick that should have never happened. Yes. Fourth and 19, number one, fourth and 19, they converted. Number two, the delay of game with zero seconds. Definitely delay of game. If uh, if you're a Lions fan you're listening, we're sorry. Y- y'all are going through a tough three-week span right the now. The Lions always seem to get shafted like that. I, I, and look, <laughs> they I will say the Lions have a little bit more hope than coming into the season. I mean, they look actually decent. They're they're one decent, of the, decent. They're probably one of the better 0-3 teams in no, the league right 100%. now. They have played well. Yeah, they have. Um Two more things. The first one with Jacoby Brissett on the Dolphins, uh, you know, starting for quarterback. The receivers, I think, are more fantasy relevant. Jalen Waddle, he had twelve receptions. I know he had twelve receptions. I think he had fifteen, sixteen targets. Um, Mike Gesicki, welcome back. You're fantasy relevant again, and I don't think he's on our waiver wire at this uh, at the end, but we should add him on there. Just now talking about it. Um, but yeah, I just think they're more relevant. He's more prone to chuck the ball down the field, and I feel like they're going to be in some game situations where they don't start out too hot, but they're going to have to be playing catch up a little bit, so they will be throwing the ball. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, I think I was wrong about Odell, so I apologize um, because I was hating on him a lot. But 11 targets, seven catches. Um, Jarvis is going to be out at least two more weeks, so I like the outlook for at least the next couple weeks for Odell. Yeah, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later anyway. So Are we? Yeah, oh, yeah, we on, are. He's on our list. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. But getting back to the Dolphins real quick, I, I would like to see them throw the ball downfield the water a little bit more. I mean, would he, he average four a yeah, catch? Yeah, four and a half a catch, something <laughs> like that. He had like 55 yards. So, you know, he's a speedster. Let him run some rounds. Uh, you know, they threw a lot of screen passes mm-hmm. in. Just let him run some rounds, see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I just like the fact that he's getting the targets. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, yeah. yeah, that's all. But 
but let's go ahead and get to our believe it or not segment. Um, I think we got a couple guys on here, not too many. Um, first one up is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he went four for 37, had a touchdown. He should have had two touchdowns. I think he dropped one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was in for 86% of the snaps, which is tied with Debo this week, which was confirmation that we needed to see. Um, he's back in the game. So, I personally, I feel comfortable starting him in the flex now. So, I, I'm, I'm a believer of it. Um, I believe that he's going to be part of the offense now, but I don't believe he's going to produce week in and week out. But like get, getting to the snaps, like you said, he went from 26-36 to 60 over three weeks, so he's increased every week. And him getting 60 snaps tells me he's probably back in Shanahan's good graces. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's definitely going to be second fiddle he only got six targets to Debo's 10 Debo's still the number one there mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I'm a believer yet but I, I don't I, I, I don't disbelieve either I guess yeah, I'm kind of the on middle. the fence with him Trent Shurfield the other receiver that he was in front of or behind whichever he had zero snaps yeah so that's all that. that's good to see so I mean yeah I, I believe it Dan half believes it I, I wouldn't hate you if you need to throw a flex spot in there I don't hate you for it uh, yeah, just like to see the uptick in targets from six to at least eight or nine, though. Uh, Brandon Cooks. This guy uh, is like DeAndre Hopkins on the Texans, just not DeAndre Hopkins. Doesn't matter who his QB is. You put him in your lineup. He, You probably won't score a touchdown, but he'll get you fantasy points. I'm a believer, big time. Yeah, I was not a believer until this past, what was it, last Thursday when they played. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills, just massive amount of targets to him. Just basically looking for him every play. You know, Cooks has got to be the first read in a lot of those plays, and he's not looking past his first read. And like I said, I was a little bit down on him, and I know you talked about him a little bit last week, and I was like, eh, no, I don't believe it. Yeah, I believe in him now. He's just got to get so many targets, so many opportunities, so much volume. He's just going to produce. He is the volume king. He was both of our sits uh, last week, and we were both (laughs) sadly wrong. I mean, he he proved us wrong. It doesn't matter who the QB is. He's going to get the ball regardless. So if you got him, start him. Uh, next guy, and we just talked about him, Odell Beckham. Uh, and like I said, I believe it. I mean, like I said, 11 targets, 7 catches. J- Jarvis going to be out. And they ran the ball like a lot, a lot of the game. So uh, he he's getting looked at. Baker's looking for him. So, yeah, I, I'm a believer in Odell. Yeah, I kind of never was not believing in him. You know, it's it's just his injury history. You know, mm-hmm. people, people are a lot of people are down on him. You know, and there's always that risk with him. The targets are going to be there while he's playing. He's going to break one here and there. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a fantasy stud. I don't believe that, but yeah. I believe he is definitely a viable starter, probably wide receiver two, definitely a flex wide receiver three. Yeah. And, yeah, he's going to be wide receiver two a lot of weeks. So if you have him, you drafted him fairly high. You drafted him to be your wide receiver two. Play him until he proves us wrong. Uh, I just want to personally. I want to see what happens when Jarvis comes back. See how those targets play out. But for next two weeks, yeah, I mean, you start him with confidence. And uh, moving on, James Robinson. I, I, the outlook's getting better. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's getting more snaps. He had sixty-five percent of the team's rushes, which we love to see. So in, in the upcoming games, I, I see more bad than good. I mean, more good from bad. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a believer. He had twenty-one. Uh, touches he's not getting that again i mean i'm not saying he'll never get again he's not going to get it consistently 
Uh, I, I think he's going to have a lot more bus games than boom games. I think his, there have been a lot of negative game scripts. And I do I know Hyde didn't really cut into him too much as last uh, the last game. I do think he's going to be a factor. I'm, I mean, I was pretty high on him preseason. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that, but I don't like what I've seen. Obviously, he improved this week, so I feel much better about him than I did after week two. Yeah. But I'm still not a believer. I need to see it some more. All right. Um, got two two more here, or a couple more here. Uh, A.J. Green, receiver from the Cardinals. Do you believe it? I believe he can be a solid flex. Mm-hmm. That The offense is so high-powered. He's going to get targets. He's had six every week, exactly six every week. Targets? Targets, okay. yeah. So he's got 18 for the year. You know, that's you know, not great, but not so- but it's solid. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of them are going to be some red zone targets. He has four red zone targets in three games. And, you know, when when they get down there, Murray's been looking for him. So I think he's going to have opportunities. I'm, I'm, I'm not a disbeliever. I think he's a good bi-week fill-in, injury mm-hmm. fill-in. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a believer that he's an every-week starter. Okay. that's. I mean, that's fair. And, yeah, I mean, he two back-to-back good weeks for him. Um, I just think that the second receiver on this team, you're kind of going to be chasing points. I think one week it'll be Kirk. Personally, Absolutely, personally yeah. I think I think Kirk's a little more interesting than AJ Green. But one week I think it's gonna be Kirk. One AJ Green, one Rondell no Moore. More, yeah, I just think you're gonna be guessing at this point. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on AJ. Uh, Kirk Cousins, are you a believer? I don't know what's not to believe. Okay, how is this? How is anyone not believing in this guy? Thirty points, thirty-four points, thirty-five points in the first three games. Mm. He's the number five QB after three weeks. He's attempted forty-nine, thirty-two, and thirty-eight passes. So there's just massive volume. I have no question about with this one. I believe he is going to finish as a QB one this year, possibly in the top ten, nine, ten range. Yeah, and then I think you know, beginning of this year when we were doing our rankings and stuff, I had him outside. Just because he had such an awesome season, his his touchdown ratio was the best of his career. They were always down in games. They spent all this money on their defense and guaranteed money, and none of that matters because Adam Thielen, he's scoring touchdowns. I, I mean, the team, they're going to be in awesome game scripts every time. They're going to be in shootouts almost all the time, and he looks really, really good. So if he's on your waiver wire, which he will, he'll be coming up later in this show, Go and snag him because he's going to be a beast. I don't know how. And we'll talk about this, but I don't know how he's <laughs> on anyone's waiver wire. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Emmanuel Sanders, uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Air yards are there. Targets are there. Uh, I, th- I think he's the clear, clear number two on this team. I know there's Cole Beasley. I think he's more of uh, if you're in a PPR, Cole Beasley's more of your guy most likely. But half PPR, I would go Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to be the deep shot guy. And I mean, he's he's getting the targets. So, yeah, he's another one we're going to talk about later. Um, I I believe he's definitely someone that should be rostered. He's actually played more snaps than Stephon Diggs this year, if you can believe that. I can't. O- only three, but wow. still. Yeah. And so he's on the field. Yeah, the the opportunity's going to be there. Mm-hmm. All right, and a pass heavy offense. I mean, right. There, he, you want pieces of that offense for sure. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Do you believe? Big, big non-believer. Okay. This is no way. He's way too boomer bust to me. I mean, boomer bust to the extreme. Yeah. 
if he doesn't catch a long TD, he's basically worthless. And I don't think he's even rosterable, let alone playable. Okay. Yeah, I have a big no believe with you. And I at the yeah more way more um, bus games than boom. I mean you might have one here or there, but guys don't go out dropping people and uh, he's trying a, to chase. These he's points. a desperation player. Little yeah. I mean real like you have nothing else <laughs> and you have no choice. Yes, if you have zero choice, play him. But try not to play him because you will end up with a big fat goose egg one week and then you'll be like, dang, I wish I would have listened to those guys. Uh, but last but not least, Dalton Schultz. Um, he had two touchdowns. He had two good games, uh, week one and week three. Jarwin is still a factor. I mean, he's getting targets as well. But I, I hate just picking from a team that has two tight ends, like a John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Those guys are both fantasy relevant, in my opinion. But I, I like I, I like Dalton Schultz. I think the targets are there. Um, he's gotten six week one and three. There was a weird week two game where he only had two but i like him i like him as a waiver wire ad we'll be talking about him later as well yeah we're definitely gonna be talking about him later um i believe in him only because the tight end position is so weak Fair i enough. mean he'll he'll be a top 10 tight end but that's really not saying probably much. just from that week three <laughs> yeah game. yeah just not, it's just not saying much yeah. but yeah we can move on all right we're gonna go ahead and go to the panic or not um segment first one up uh david montgomery are you freaking out about him I'm kind of pan- I'm panicking on him. The offense just looks really stale to me. Uh, Fields looked lost out there. The line is horrendous. Um, he's going to have his bust out weeks, and there there I'm I'm just overall worried. Ten attempts last week when your quarterback is looks like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, I'm a little worried. Yeah, I, I would say just for the same reasons you are, the, the quarterback situation definitely matters. Unless they get something figured out with Fields and get this offense moving, or, I mean, Andy Dalton coming back, I, I was wrong, man. I mean, Andy Dalton actually makes this offense look better as of right now. So if Andy Dalton comes back, I wouldn't be as worried. Um, if they figure something out with Justin Fields too, but, yeah, I mean, you got to worry yeah. with the quarterback situation. And, and I know we're talking about Montgomery here, but getting back to Fields, I, I was watching him, and his he was just not setting his feet. He did not look comfortable. His footwork looked, all, looked awful. And like I said, I'm, I'm, you got to give him a chance. It's early in his career. He's not going to be you know, be Justin Herbert, like we said. But, yeah, there's, there's definitely signs that he's not ready yet. Yeah, he's got some work to do. Also played a, a tough – Tough Browns defense. That, too, that so. is true, yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and move on. Amari Cooper. Uh, the whole game was weird to me, honestly. Um, it was. I think they scored sixty something points in it, and the only fantasy producers were Dak and Zeke. CD barely did anything. He had well, that Dalton one. Schultz. Dalton yeah, Schultz yeah. too. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts got garbage time. But uh, Zeke. I mean, I'm sorry. CD didn't do much. Amari didn't do much. Uh, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, and they were 60 points scored. So, I, honestly, I would throw this whole game out the window and not worry about anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not panicking about Amari. Uh, he's he's going to be fine. He did come into the week a little banged up, he don't did. forget. Mm-hmm. Now, he's leading the team in snaps and receptions. It's a high-powered offense. He'll have plenty of big weeks, definitely. I think, it's a, good, I think it's a good trade for target as well because he was hurt last week mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't have a good week last week, and then yeah, like you yeah. said, a little banged up coming in this week. So if you can throw a, a, a little something, uh, you know, a, a lesser wide receiver, and you know something else to bump up your wide receiver, 
I like that trade a lot. Yeah, like like you said about the stocks, he's at a low low uh, yeah. buying. He's a buying opportunity right now. So while his value's down, that's when you go out and strike. Yep, and same. I mean, same thing from all Sanders. Are you on the same path? Kind of like throw the whole game out. I want to. Let's. I don't know. I, I have the same thing, but I want to hear what you say. I'm I'm kind of panicking because two carries yeah, in the entire it's a weird game. game. I know, but. Three carries total. Hurt, hurt, Hurts did not look good at all. Why was the game plan not changed? I know the game plan, they probably felt like they can attack the Dallas secondary, which is much better this year. Yeah, they are. Why didn't they change the game plan when they when that, when they that saw that Hurts was struggling? And I know, he, like you said, he got a lot of guards coming. He looked better as the game went on. Mm-hmm. But early on, the first probably two and a half quarters, he was struggling pretty good. So if they're just not willing to give Sanders the ball, that, that I'm a little panicked by it. It was a stupid game plan. They saw him break a run for 24 yards, gave him one more carry. He got two yards and said, all right, Miles, you're done for the day. If you don't get 24 every time, yeah. you're out. That's crazy. It was, it was. I think it was more bad coaching, more yeah. bad game yeah. plan than anything. So personally, I'm on the side of I'm not stressing too yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super panicked. I'm definitely, I'm not saying sit him. I'm definitely still playing him. Yeah. But I, it, I'm I'm a little cautious with him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. I, I get it. I'm just more on the side of I'm throwing that game out because it was a weird game to me. Fair enough. Um, Devin Singletary, uh, not that I'm worried, but I expected this to either be Singletary, Moss, Singletary, Moss. It's going to happen. You're going to get a good game from either one of those guys every week, so I mean, I, I, like I said, I expected it already, so I'm not really panicking. It's just when are you going to get a good game? Yeah, I think you might have stole my notes. I basically have the same really? thing. Yeah, like I'm not worried in the in the sense that he is what he is. Like yeah, right. we, when you drafted him, you knew you knew that his ADP was sixth, seventh round. You knew there was going to be weeks where he's irrelevant, and Moss is going to be the centerpiece, and then vice versa some other weeks. Yep. So if you're drafted Singletary, I, it, 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 you, that's what you did. <laughs> you got to live with it. it and I, I have him on one of my teams. I, I had him in flex this week, and, you know, I obviously wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's what he is. That's going to happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had an injury. I had to put him in, so it mm-hmm. is what it is. All right. Uh, Tyson Williams, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Panicked. Really? Yeah, I am. Um, he's just not involved enough in the offense. He had five touches last week, and – Lamar is just going to continue to take carries from him. There's just no consistency from any running back on that team. I mean, I don't. Is it is it Murray? Is it is it Williams? I don't know. Like, is it Freeman? Freeman yeah, was in yeah. more times yeah. than not. So yeah. that's what I have in my notes. Yeah. I mean, Devonta Freeman came in for some reason. He did not look good. So I, what I would do, I would wait another week before I start freaking out. I want to see how the carries play out next week i don't want to just bang it on one week just like the cowboys and eagles game but i just want to see what happens so if you have somebody viable to replace him because i know we were saying last couple weeks you start him start him it's a run heavy offense right but if they're not it doesn't matter how run heavy you are if you're not going to get ball you got like i said you got five touches yeah are you are you replacing them if if you have of someone viable or are you going to be like all right i'm going to give him one more week uh, right now, personally, if I had him in, I'd give him one more week. Unless, yeah, I had someone kind of around the same tier that I know is it's getting more carries. All right, how about Trey Sermon? Is Elijah Mitchell back? No. I would start Trey Sermon. What if Elijah Mitchell's back? I think I'm still going Sermon. <sighs> I I think when Elijah Mitchell comes back, it's going to be his job. Um, Trey Sermon will get some carries, 
I, I think it'll be 60-40-ish. I'd, I'd probably start Tyson one more week. 40% is a lot more than Williams is. I, I want to see one more week. All right. I, I, I agree. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I can't argue Because he's yeah. been doing pretty decent, and I don't know what changed this week unless they just don't like what he's doing. But, yeah, I'd like to see one more week before I make that. But, okay. yeah, if Trey Sermon's solo, I would take Sermon over Tyson. Um, let's go ahead and get into our last two, Robert Woods. Um, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not panic. I'm definitely going to give him another week. I don't. Can Cooper Cup keep up this pace and Robert Woods just be gone? I hope so. In the witness protection program for <laughs> for the rest of the season. I mean, at some point, he's just getting it. Is and we and we said it pre uh, the preseason our preseason rankings. There's going to be weeks Cup. There's going to be weeks it's Woods. We just didn't expect the first three weeks to be cup. So I still believe that Woods is going to have his games coming. I would like to see him a little bit more involved. If, you're st- if you have him, you're probably starting him. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to see a little bit more involvement. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not pa- super panicked yet. I mean, you've, been, you've been pretty disappointed if you draft him. Yeah, I mean, oh, you in, have. In yeah. my opinion, it's it, it's time to temper the expectations for him. It, it is. I mean, it's Cooper Cup's offense. Matt Stafford loves, mm-hmm. like, loves Cooper Cup. He's getting the most targets every single game. It's not even like a back-and-forth target thing. It's Cooper Cup, you're getting the targets. Here you go, do your thing. Um, Robert Woods, I mean, he's usually a 130-target guy every year. That's a 16-game pace. Right now he's on pace for 107 targets through 17 games. Um, So, I mean, it is what it is. Right now, I just think you temper him. In my opinion, I'm I'm kind of the same. I will say thought. he will have he will have some big games. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be yeah. more Cooper Cup than Robert Woods, though. I, I kind of had the same thought you have about Tyson Williams. I'm, I want to give him another week before okay. I start panicking. All right. I mean, yeah, his first two weeks, I think he had over ten points. Last week was a, a pretty down week, but yeah, let's see one more week. I just want to see more targets go his way personally. Um, and then last but not least, Allen Robinson. Are you panicking? I'm panicking for the same reasons I'm panicking about Montgomery. The offensive line just horrendous. You know, mm-hmm. all the things we talked about. Fields can't get him the ball, at least it looked like it. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll come out and he'll improve this week if he even plays. You might see you know, Nick Foles. Yeah, in. you might see Nick Foles. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and I do honestly believe that Nick Foles would be better for Allen Robinson maybe. at this point. Yeah. At this, maybe, you know, maybe not more down the road in the season, but. Definitely week four Nick's, yeah. for Allen Robinson's sake. If you're an Allen Robinson owner, you probably want to see Nick Foles. You're probably right, and yeah, I mean, depends on the QB situation. Um, and I have, you know, I have right here. I mean, I think he's one of the almost one of the biggest busts in the, this range where you know they were they were being drafted at. And through three weeks, yeah, through three weeks, mm-hmm. and I I have right just you know just temper the expectations, just like Robert Woods. Um, even because even with Andy Dalton, you're a little disappointed in Allen Robinson where you drafted him. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the waiver wire. Starting at quarterback, we got two here. Um, the first one, Sam Darnold. I think we had him on here last week. Um, only 13% owned. And uh, guys, again, this is an ESPN fantasy leagues. Uh, but we're going back to back. Yeah, he plays next three weeks: Cowboys, Vikings, Eagles. Which should all be juicy matchups. So. Giants, Falcons after that. Yeah, so that should be yeah. super nice. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there's no tough matchups. He's been producing. He has, and I, I do want to bring up actually, uh, if I may, real quick, go off topic. I think Robbie Anderson is going to be good in the next couple weeks. Okay, I'm not Christian, really believing Christian that. McCaffrey's out, which was when Robbie Anderson produced a lot last year. Dan Arnold got traded. 
So yeah, I, I could see maybe that. a bump in Terrace Marshall. Maybe that's possible. But I don't think you drop him. You cannot drop Robbie Anderson yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think you wait two to three weeks, see what he does, and if he does good, guys, please listen this time and trade him at his high peak because when McCaffrey goes comes back, he will not be good again. So this is a second chance. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well, whatever. But, yeah, I, I like Sam Darnold as a pickup. Yeah, he looks like a totally different quarterback than he did the last Adam year. Adam Gase effect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're one of the worst coaches in NFL history. I always say that. He will make yeah. someone that was good at fantasy or that should be fantasy irrelevant. Yeah. What, what I really notice about him, though, is his footwork looks – if you look at him last year and this year, foot. and I understand he's on a better team now, mm-hmm. better offensive line, but his, his footwork last year was horrendous. He just looks calm in the pocket. I, he looks very confident. You know, 24 points, 26 points, and 28 points this year. That's pretty solid. Yeah. You know, definitely if he's out there, if you don't have a backup quarterback or your quarterback is has a bye week coming up, with these matchups he's got coming up that we just said, all all good matchups. Go out and get them. Right. Even if you have to, even if your quarterback is, you know, a week five, uh, five six bye. Get them now while you can. Let them sit on your bench for three weeks. You can always drop them, and then when your other quarterback comes back if you want. But you're going to have to get them soon. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. All right, uh, and then our second guy, Kirk Cousins. Only 42% rostered, and Dan is just furious about this number. I don't understand. A lot, to, be on, to, to be fair, a lot of them are eight-team leagues. So I, he, I he should still be rostered on an eighteen league. I'm sorry. More, more of a yeah. I mean, and he. I think he's above a streaming guy. I mean, I think Sam Darnold is like a stream. Like you find a good matchup and play him if he's playing. You know, a tough defense probably not. But Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm not saying he goes against the Bucks and Rams. He's going to be awesome. But pretty much any other team outside of that. He's gonna produce. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I he's I'm 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 like you. I'm not gonna go say he's matchup proof, but they're gonna be in a lot of good game scripts. He he, he chucks the ball around. I've always kind of liked him. Yeah. You know, and I'm I just don't know why everyone overlooks him the way they do. I just don't understand it. He's got weapons. They're gonna be in shootouts, so feel comfortable playing this guy. Especially, I, I don't have the teams here of upcoming of upcoming. I was looking at it. I think it was you know. Panthers are one of them. Cowboys are one of them, and I think he plays the Browns. I think that's. The I next. think he has Detroit coming up. Yeah, Detroit. Soon, yeah. I think that's the fourth week. So, juicy matchups, guys. Did, did you ever see that uh, video of him when uh, he was doing the reveal for his uh, baby? Nope. And uh, his, his whoever someone put in this big, I, I don't I don't even know what it was like this big structure and he had to throw the football at it. Oh, and when yeah. it hit it, the, the either blue or, blue or pink <laughs> powder would come out. <laughs> No, he didn't miss it, but he barely, barely, and he was about 20 yards away. If that, maybe 15 yards. He barely hit it. Wow. So I think maybe that's why people are down. Probably a little bit. <laughs> Guys, those are the two quarterback waiver ads that are our favorite, Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold. They got good matchups coming up. Go out and get them, boys. Now let's go ahead and move on to the running backs. Number one ad this week, I think everyone knows it, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Only 17% owned. I know that number will jump up tremendously. Um, and so I want to say, and we should do this a little more often, but we don't run FAB, which is, you know, you have a $100 mm-hmm. for the waiver wire, 
and you know you spend a certain amount to get them instead of going through your waiver wire. Whoever uh, basically bids the most, right? Get yeah. Them. So how much are you willing to? So if I am the Christian McCaffrey owner. A lot, like 70, 80. Yeah, 100%. If, well, shame on you if you're the Christian McCaffrey owner and you don't have him you already. Sh- you should have him as a handcuff. If you're more of a, you know, you, you don't really need a running back, you're probably getting a two-game rental. So maybe 30, 40. Um, and then, you know, if you really need a quarterback, a, a running back to, because, you know, you, you want to take fantasy week by week. It, just like me, I'm one of the high-scoring teams in, in the, my league. I'm 0-3. I've just played the best teams or a couple of the best you teams You had really week. bad luck with the schedule. So you, you can't get down because it's week by week. So this is how you win, guys. You play the waiver wire. You go out and you pick up guys, and this is where you win the league, not through the draft but through the waiver wire. So if you really need a running back and, you know, you got to win these next couple weeks, I, I mean, I, if I would throw 80 out there yeah no i agree and especially the christian mccaffrey owner i mean i wouldn't even crazy to say i mean i'd go as high as 90 if, yeah. if you're the christian mccaffrey owner right and i want to i want to shout out a little bit even though you are zero and three and one you are three and zero in our dynasty league in first place i am so Thanks you know it's not all out. it's not all bad I, I did come in the dynasty when it was it was started i did come in last place i got but the, you drafted for the future right. in your defense and right. i did the same yep and uh, yeah, it all it turned around. A couple years, it took a couple years, but we're back. I don't have the best team yet, but only undefeated, so maybe it is the best team. Um, but yeah, Chuba, Chuba, number one pickup right now, easily. Okay, and like we said, McCaffrey's not on the short term IR, so you might be getting only two weeks out of it. But if you need him, or you're the Christian McCaffrey owner, go out and get him. And and this is why I and I know we talked about this and and so at some point in the preseason, I don't remember exactly which show, but you got to get high value handcuffs like that. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, you have to get their handcuffs, even if you do it in the thirteenth round. I guarantee you. Probably fifty percent of the thirteenth and on rounds mm-hmm. uh, picks you're going to drop. Besides kickers, I bet you they've already been dropped. Yeah. I bet you probably fifty percent. Besides maybe kickers, or if you had, or if you drafted a defense down there, but position players, yeah. So just take the handcuff and let them sit on your bench. Be safe. Feel confident. Yeah. I I had first pick a draft of Christian McCaffrey, and I and I knew the type of league I was in. I knew somebody was going <laughs> to go out. And, I took him in the eleventh round. I took Hubbard in the eleventh round. Yeah, you know and. There's a good chance whoever I took in the eleventh round I might have dropped by now. So I'm I'm very happy with that decision yeah. by now. Sometimes you can get steals in the later round, like Mike Williams mm-hmm. was back yeah. there. Yeah. Uh we thought Robbie Anderson, but he wasn't yeah. but Mike but, Williams. But that's why was... I said about fifty percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, a second guy here, Zach Moss. Um he's probably owned, but just check. sixty uh, percent. Um I, I do like this pickup at running back. Um the the running backs have on the Bills have been scoring more touchdowns than previous years, which is good to see. But like we said about Singletary, I think it's gonna be Zach Moss and Singletary one week. It could be both one week. You'll probably get eleven or twelve out of them if it's both of them one week. But if I mean if you need a guy and you and you need some depth, go out and get him. Yeah, like I said earlier, I have Singletary in one league, and I had to play him because I have an injury. I have Zach Moss in another league, and I have not played him yet, and I hope I don't have to, honestly. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely rosterable. 
I would play Zach Moss if I had to. Yeah. Like, you know, same reason why I played Singletary. You kind of just want a piece of this offense, right, you know. Right, you do. And, you know, like we said it already, I'm gonna, I guess I'll say it again, there's going to be weeks where it's Singletary, it's, it's going to be very rare where they both do well, Yeah. Very, if ever. Yeah, so you got to kind of pick and choose. Zach Moss is more of the – if I had to pick, I think Z- – Singletary is more safe just because he's the pass catching back. Right, I agree with that. But yeah. touchdown upside, Zach Moss is going to be your guy. Um, and then last but not least, I just wanted to speak on this with you: um, the Patriots running back situation. Because I know you're a Damian Harrison. I know we're, we were both pretty high on him coming into the season. He had a rough week last week. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he had two points. Yeah. Well, I, I forget where I read it, but. The reason why is because Bill Belichick apparently does not trust him in pass protection. Really? So, yeah, that's a really on, on bad sign. So, was Stevenson in a lot or J.J. Taylor? It was uh, It was J.J. Taylor was in and Brandon Bolden was in oh, okay. more than, really more than all wow. of them. Yeah, he had the most snaps. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's concerning as a Damian Harris owner. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's it's the Patriots, you know. It's, we we yeah, expected yeah. this again. Uh, I mean, coming into the season, we said, yeah, Damian Harris is the guy if you were to get a guy, but just know if they fumble or, you know, they mess up, they're going to get taken out. Bill Bill Belichick doesn't play those games. But, you know, James White, he's out on the IR now. He's out indefinitely. So I want to hear your opinion because what I I think is going to happen out of this situation, I think – J.J. Taylor, he's going to be more of the pass-catching back, in my opinion. He's going to kind of take the James Wyatt role. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think that's what's going to I mean, it's hard happen. to know. Yeah. It really is. Stevenson, I, I think he'll get a, a little more carry since James White's out, but I, I just think it's going to be an annoying backfield almost. I, I think Harris is still the guy. I do. I just hated seeing that last year. Yeah, week. and I do think, um, especially if you're a Harris owner, a deep waiver wire pickup could be Brandon Bolden. Like Brandon Bolden, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might be getting some of the work. Yeah. So, uh, just he's just dicey, a man. he's just a, a hail mary stash, though. I, know, I don't think you need to waste a waiver on him. Maybe not. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think pick you him can up get afterwards. him after yeah. waiver or throw a dollar or two in your fab. And yeah, you'll yeah, probably get that. him. But yeah, that's definitely true. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. I, I I'd like to see how next week plays out. I guess we'll know by then. But if if I were to go out and get somebody personally. I would go out and get J.J. Taylor. I think he's going to be. I I think he's going to be taking the James White role. I could 100% be wrong, but if I were to go get one, it'd be him. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, that's it for the running backs. We didn't have a lot. It's it's very very thin this week at the running back spot. You know, the first guy is going to go out and get Chuba. So if you need someone, send in some Twitter questions. If you got a couple on your waiver wire, hopefully we can help you out. At Die Hard Podcast on the Twitter account, we will try to do our best and help you guys. And out. I gotta say, I mean, I don't, I don't know what our percentage is, but I, I we've done fairly well with these when with our, the Twitter questions. We've had a couple people throw three names at us, and we do pretty, pretty decent. So it, again, if you have questions, we'll, you know, we always consult, and um, I'll call up Dan or talk to Dan and, and Cliff and see what they think, and we'll come to a conclusion together. So um, we will answer those for you. Let's go ahead and jump into the receivers. Uh, first one, Tim Patrick, 21% owned still. If there's a time to get him, please get him now. I told you to do it before when Judy got hurt. Now it is major time. Go get him. K.J. Hamler, like we said, he is out for the season, so it's going to be 
Patrick, Sutton, and Fant. That is all. Teddy Bridgewater will support two receivers. And, I mean, it's just go get him. Yeah, I, he, and I'm kind of surprised he's only at 21%, yeah, but especially after Judy got hurt. And he's played well. Mm-hmm. You should have got him already. Like, I mean, he know. had, uh, I think, 13 and 11. He hasn't been going crazy, but I think he's a very safe play. Yeah. And, and, he, and it, if he gets a touchdown, he'll have a, he'll have a good game. And he's going to. Yeah. He's going to get some touchdowns. And where do you, where do you think he's going to be when Judy goes down? He's just going to slide back right into the number two role oh no well he's number two with because Sutton's there mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah I guess he'll slide back into the number three yeah probably but, uh, so but that's that's my point he's still if you get him now he's still going to be a viable play even when Judy comes back yeah and I mean I think by that time we'll have other receivers uh, if if you know if that are probably better than Tim Patrick, but right now for the next four to five, you know, six weeks, I think he's a very safe play. I, for I, I think it, he's he he's a wide receiver to play right now. Yeah, he De- can definitely be. a flex. Yeah. Definitely, you flex. could definitely flex him yeah. with confidence, a hundred percent. And we talked about this guy earlier. Earlier, Emmanuel Sanders. He's actually thirty-two percent owned. Again, the air yards, targets, all of the fantasy relative numbers are there. A big passing offense, and they love to go deep to him. And I will say, you said he's out-snapping Diggs right now. I, I don't think Diggs is going to return his value from where he was drafted this year. Wow, that's a bold statement. I know. I just I don't think he is. I think it's a lot of options to go around. I mean, Cole Beasley, I think he had he had 14 targets yeah, last week, lot. 15 yeah. targets. I forget the exact number was, um, but yeah. And I guess you could throw him in here, like we said, more of a PPR ad. I mean, you could still add him half PPR, but... I would take Sanders over Cole Beasley for more of the deep shot throws. Yeah, and, and Sanders throws. has through three weeks out snapped Beasley by quite a bit. Yeah. So he's definitely the number two yeah. on the team. Mm-hmm. But Beasley did his snap count uh, definitely went up this past yeah. week, and so did his targets. Obviously, yeah. so we'll see what happens. The whole offense played a lot better. Josh Allen was kind of iffy through the first two weeks. I actually asked you if I should even start him, uh, which was crazy. And but and yeah. my response was, you're crazy if you don't. <laughs> I said, all right, Dan. Sometimes we got to ask each other things, uh, make sure our heads are on straight. But, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, he is uh, – if I had to rank these guys, I would go Tim Patrick, Emmanuel Sanders, number two. Would you rank Sanders over Patrick? No, Patrick, okay. for sure, yeah. All right. And then lastly, we have Hunter Renfro, only 16% owned. Again, probably more of a PPR guy. Um, but, I mean, he's gotten six catches every single week. 60 yards a game every single week. I think he has a safe floor. Um, I think he's a Cole Beasley that can has a more probability of scoring a touchdown. Yeah, to me, he's, I don't know, I kind of put him as almost, I don't want to say desperation play, but he's definitely not someone I want to start week in and week out. Yeah. I do think you roster him for when you do have that desperation because there's a lot worse. You could do a lot worse than Renfro. So mm-hmm. I, if you're doing Fab, I wouldn't put a lot of money on him yeah. at all. And you know, if I'm in the back of the waiver wire now and I'm I can't drop much further back, then yeah, I might. But uh, if I'm up at the top, I'm he probably yeah. won't get taken yeah. in the waiver, so you can probably yeah. wait after. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, he's he's on the Raiders, which. Derek Carr with the most passing yards this season. I don't see them changing what they're doing with throwing the ball because mm-hmm. they're winning games. So I think he's just a safe PPR. Derek player. Carr is another Kirk Cousins to me. Like yeah. I don't think he gets the due that he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but you know he's been solid. He hasn't you know, been, he hasn't been solid. a su- he hasn't been a superstar the, the last couple of years. 
But, yeah, I mean, leading the league in yardage right now, like I said, I think that's going to continue. I, I, he's To me, he's he's definitely going to be – I don't want to say definitely, but good chance of being a top ten quarterback yeah, this year. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's off to a hot start. So, uh, and then lastly, guys, our tight ends. We got one for you because, like we said, we don't like just throwing out BS names. Um, so, Dalton Schultz is what we have for you. Uh, only three percent rostered, and I think this week he broke out to be the number one tight end over Blake Jarwin. And like I said, week two he had a stinker, but week one and three he had you know six catches. Um, two touchdowns we love to see, high passing offense, um, not much this week, but it, normally they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, so I like Schultz going forward. Yeah, and you know we, we kind of wanted to throw out a name just for a tight end. Just yeah, in who case, was it? I forgot. In case somebody um, wanted to uh, pick one up. No, and, and it was Schultz is, oh, who okay. We, okay. is who he came with, and... But again, I'm not I'm not spending a lot of fab on him, and he is the number five tight end right now. But that's mostly because of his explosion on mm-hmm. Monday night. He was number twelve last year, which is respectable, especially with Dak out. But if you look into those numbers, he disappeared for weeks on end, and then he would have a big week. So I think he had his big week, week three. I will not be surprised if he disappears. I definitely would roster him, especially, and I, I say there's a lot of shows, I did not draft a tight end in one league um, until like the 12th round or whatever it was. And I would love to roster Dalton Schultz, and there would be weeks that I would definitely play him. And I know you picked up Jared Cook. Would you rather have Cook or Schultz? That's I would, purely matchup-based, honestly. I would yeah. look at the weaker team against the tight end <laughs> and yeah. play that one. All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, and then a couple defenses uh, you could stream. I actually have uh, Cincinnati. They're going against Jacksonville Thursday like night. Um, Chicago Bears. They're playing Detroit. Also, Detroit is playing Chicago. <laughs> if you're if you're in yeah. desperation my, need, my, I want to see if you have them on your list because I actually don't know who you who you were going to put out beforehand. Sure. But my number one streaming of the week is the Tennessee Titans. I was just about to yeah. say the Titans. Okay. They play the Jets, yeah. so that should be a fun matchup. And, yeah, I, th- I think that's about all we got for there. think so. All right. Sounds good. Well, guys, thanks. Hey, yeah. who, who needs Cliff? Who needs Cliff? Cliff, get out of here. Go dig your, your excuses again. We don't need you anymore. Nah, just kidding. Cliff will miss you. We'll see you tomorrow on the show. But thanks again for tuning in to the, fan- the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Again, follow the Twitter at Die Hard Podcast. If you have any questions... Start sick questions, anything like that, send them our way. Any questions we can answer on the podcast for you, send them our way because we will answer them for you. And don't forget, at 250 followers on the Twitter, we're giving away a jersey. So get your friends. It could be, if you're already following us, get people to follow us. It could be you to win that jersey. It could be you. Um, but guys, thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for our starts and sits of the week. See you guys then. See ya.